what's really going on everybody back again with episode number 62 before we get into it be sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at wrgopod be sure to like and subscribe on youtube where this video will be in full be also sure to listen uh like comment and share on apple Podcasts, spotify soundcloud and google play i am as usual with mckenzie and henry how are you guys doing on this post thanksgiving uh podcast edition Good, good. I'm not over Thanksgiving leftovers yet, so it's, it's all good over here. Yeah, I got one more plate left. Yeah, yeah I got like one more plate left. Literally. Not a peach cobbler saved, uh, a, a, a piece of peach cobbler saved. In the not a peach cobbler fan, but I'll, I'll take the heat. Uh, really? Like, ooh, I haven't had peach cobbler since I was a child. I love that peach cobbler. That just made me, ooh, you, got, so you were trying to send me some. But yeah, it's all good over here. Yeah. Boom. All right. So we'll get right into it on some food for thought. Uh, I included this one first in the doc as we are all three current borrowers for student loan debt. So Biden in the transition, he one of the things he's really been getting pressed on is forgiving student debt. Uh, Biden is being pressured to either relieve or forgive student debt for those who have uh, had their payments stopped during COVID, myself included, uh, which are expected to resume, my understanding is January 1 of next year. Some stats kind of on uh, student loans, especially for black borrowers, 86% of black students take out student loans compared to 60% of whites. Blacks have an average of 85% more debt than whites starting their careers, mainly due to student loans. Uh, Biden has been pressured by members of the Senate um, to eliminate the first 50000 for each borrower through executive order, which could potentially come on day one, which will likely be challenged in court. Um, but should this kind of be his number one priority? I think that was the main question that I had. Before we even get to that, looking at these stats, that is crazy. 85%. Yeah. So damn near everybody. Like that, yeah, is, right. that is crazy. 86 compared to 60%. That is wild. That yeah. is crazy. Um, but yeah, 50. Listen, I think we talked about this before. Like, if it's fifty thousand dollars across the board, private and federal, I'm yeah, that's more, what I want to know. It's, yeah. If it's really just gonna be like federal, I mean, I shout out to people who that would impact, but I feel that like that wouldn't impact me. Yeah, that wouldn't impact me. And impact I feel me. like I don't really have the stats to back this up, but I feel like most of the chunk of the student loans are coming from private lenders, mm-hmm. so I don't really. I mean, shout out to people who that would help, but I think that we could either, we're going to do it across the board or not. That's my yeah, opinion. that's what I was going to say when uh, Noah was kind of talking about it, when he was like, uh, payment stop. I was like, for who? Because I'm still paying Sally. Yeah, man. I still pay mine too. What are you talking about? I have Navient, so I don't have to pay mine until January 1. Yeah. I've still been paying them, but I don't have to. Yeah. But I mean, it's still there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's still there. I mean, it's just like. Yeah, so. uh. Well, I actually had a question about how you're not paying it to January because they're still hitting me up. Like, what are you talking about? I now, my, the way I have it set up. Oh, well, yeah. I, maybe it's just me. I don't know. But my federal, my federal, yes, they are pausing till January. And I think, honestly, it should go up to like 100. But 50 is a good uh, starting place because honestly, that'll clear all my little student debt and I'll be on boom. So, to be honest, yeah, I, I think. $100,000 uh, clearing that out. That's bold. That's sexy. That's hot. Like, that's, a, that's leaving a mark 
on, you know, because uh, 50,000, like, you really just, like, that. these stats, 86% well, yeah, that's what 50, I was about to say. 85, yeah, yeah. that is crazy. Yeah, like, 50 is nothing for, like, I th- like, me and Noah, yeah, we'll be good. Probably, $50,000, though, like, for, like, like, other than state schools, to but that's what I was to say. Be 50000 so. Yeah. Oh, that's ahead, what I'm trying to say. The eight when you talk about eighty five percent, and then you like go into the stat statistics of like what how where we go to school as black people and how that's getting funding, et cetera, et cetera. Then it, like these people are in debt. That like that's what I was yeah. saying about yeah. like us, us. We might be good because I know we didn't take out a lot of student debt, but I know a lot of people like. Uh, yeah, we all know people who are six figures off deep. Of undergrad, yeah. bro. Yeah. yeah. Two hundred thousand off of undergrad for what? Oh my god. Yeah. For I mean, if what? you're taking, yeah. I mean, if you but have, yeah, I can't even, yeah. I can't even fault them because it's like you're stuck. Like it's kind of like, okay, don't go to school, and I guess I'm gonna try to hustle after high school, look, whatever that even look, is. Then that, go to school, then I'm in. De- so it's just, and then I you just, live in, and then you live in DC to make thirty five thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just like, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, hundred thousand dollars. I think yeah. we can do better than fifty, but I'll take fifty. Yeah, if, I'm kind of with you, Henry. I want to see what's in the. I want to see what's in the details, because like, obviously, like for private's a big thing. Because I mean, I don't, I didn't find any stats about this when I was looking this up, but I'm sure it's true. I wonder what the difference is between interest rate on black borrowers versus white borrowers, because mm-hmm. then it, that gets that to like bar. intent of like your you as a company are trying to hold these people hostage because you think that they're yeah. not going to be able to pay it back. So like, I wonder what, the- right. Yeah. yeah. Like I wonder what my interest rate would be for compared to a white borrower who has the same like amount of loans. I'm sure probably mine is higher if I had to bet. Um, yeah. And then also in the details, um, I mean, I know that they're going to do an income level too. So that yeah, can they be- mentioned that. Yeah. That could um, be a thing too. Certain people had mentioned it to where you would have to pay like 10% of your income or certain parts of that. I know Biden had thought about doing like a thing where if you do national service or like some type of community service program, they'll like forgive 10,000 a year. But it doesn't seem like, but at that point, everybody would just saying like, well, why not just cancel it out if you're, if you're doing all that? What's yeah. The point? It's, it's going to be some type of contingency. Oh yeah, you know of course. But I definitely think to like the main question, uh, to kind of like, you know, wrap this up, I, it definitely needs to be a number one priority. Going yeah. in the first day and doing it, oh, you bold. You re- I'm like, okay, you got my attention, buddy. Let's see. You know what I'm saying? I think um, he should. I mean, that'd be a great way of like on day one, even if it doesn't work, because it's, you know, someone's going to sue, sue the administration over it. But, like, yeah. why not just say, like, hey, this is what, like, this, this is what we're if we, on. If we go in here like this, yeah, this is then what y'all better expect. Because how we get into later in the doctor, this Senate is going to determine a lot of what Both. they can do. Uh, so I definitely think them going there the first day, making this number, number one priority and fighting until it becomes a, a, a accomplished. We're we not taking no. Um, because even if we don't win the Senate, we got enough willpower to push a little bit. But yeah. Beyond that, um, yeah, just kind of boom. I definitely think it should be the number one priority. If they go in there the first day and making an executive order, he's going to get a lot of attention, especially from young black yeah. people. Uh, and that was set uh, like standard of what this administration is trying to achieve. And I would very much appreciate it. I, 
Amen. I'm sure a lot uh, of people would very much appreciate it. <laughs> right. Uh, so moving on, so as, of course, everyone, since we were on the holidays, uh, obviously the big thing is COVID. Uh, naturally, the vaccine, that's kind of Operation Warp Speed. That's really heating up. Uh, I read an article that was in the Washington Post. We can put it in the description. Um, it basically talked about Blacks and Latino, their support or lack of, you know, kind of trust in the vaccine. So a survey found that fewer than half of the Black respondents uh, of the survey would definitely take the COVID vaccine if free. Only 14% of Blacks um, felt that the vaccine or trusted that the vaccine would be safe. Um, overall, Black and Latino communities were more hesitant than whites by a considerable, by a considerable amount. Um, so I think my question is, can kind of the overall confidence in the vaccine be improved and what would that take? Obviously that is rooted in like centuries old problems, but is there any way, Mackenzie, I'll let it, I'll let you start. I don't think there's really, cause it's, it's like, it's like you said, this it's re like the reasons why people don't trust have just been like, it's so historical. It's just kind of like, I don't really think there's any way to improve it. I mean, I guess the best way to start getting these black famous celebrity heads, to, you know, be like, no, you should take it or whatever. But no, I mean, no, I don't think any, I don't, I, I mean, granted, said, yeah. McKenzie, can I ask you a question since you said that? Cause like, to like, I guess play devil, devil's advocate for a uh, 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 mind, a thought you put out on their podcast before is like, you don't think celebrities should, you know, Mm -hmm. politics stuff. Oh, no, I was saying celebrities, like, that's the only way that they might be able to win, but I don't, even then, I don't think that that's really gonna, it, yeah. it wouldn't change my opinion, because I would just yeah, be thinking they paid you to do that. Yeah, but yeah. that would be the only, I guess on paper, I feel like in the boardroom, they're probably gonna be like, let's get Beyonce, or let's get, you know, some somebody to, you know, really yeah. convince people, but I mean, will it actually convince a person like me? No. Got you. But, no, I don't. I don't think that that's gonna change gonna anything. But I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing commercials with black celebrities. Yeah, I think so. That too. part, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by the endorsements, but I don't think they're gonna do anything. And for me as a black man, I'm gonna just say a syphilis study. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> but it's stuff like that where it's like you can't you can't like convince us because it's that type of stuff that has happened. So. I am good, bro. Like I need a few test dummies. Husky, and if they want to pay $200, to be the dummy, you go ahead. Yeah. Like, and this is what I'm scared of because the world in a sense doesn't necessarily know how it's contaminated, contracted, or high spread, whatever. It may become like, you know how you go to school and you have to get the shots and stuff mm -hmm. it could become like one of those type of vaccines and that's what i'm scared of because it's like well i had to do that stuff which i i do because i have to but i don't really believe in western medicine for real oh it's a dip look i said once you brought in you taking a, a shot to go to school i knew there was only a yeah. certain amount of time before you drove that off the rails <laughs> i'm just saying like God. It's weird, bro. Like, I'm going to do it because, you know, that's the right thing to do. But I don't, I subscribe to it. I don't really believe in it. But moving on past my little thoughts. Um, is you like... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just... I'm I'm weirded by it because it's like, well, we don't trust it. And then, like, for instance, how Trump has been, like, rushing, rushing these companies and all this and, like, oh, it's going to be out. And then, like, maybe even creating bid wars or whatever. 
to where like can we trust that is actually gonna work what are the side effects like yeah and some of these these drugs you don't know 20 years from now there's some you know I mean, that happens you like, like vaccination yeah you yeah, <laughs> yeah or you're like trying to like you know god forbid and it's crazy i was talking about this to my some of my friends that are women and you know we're trying to get pregnant 10 years from now and something goes left because of this vaccine yeah. like all of these things are just it's just been so quick and like especially when they've talked about like before like creating vaccines takes a long time and, and this has been a couple i mean this, we really haven't really hit a full year yet bro, and and that's, coming what, out. that's what's blowing my mind about it uh and no you can kind of get in here but i think for me it's like this is the fastest I've seen modern medicine move with any type of cure, vaccine, or anything. Or am I tripping? My understanding is yes, um, but I think that's because one, I think science is more advanced, so they would probably be able to do it quicker. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a doctor or a you know epidemiologist, so I can't say any of that. I think my main thing is I think there's just a lack of information sharing where I think that we don't really know, we know that the vaccine is ready, but like, I, how many of us really know what the trials have been like? I don't, I think I would feel more comfortable if I knew, I know that they've gone somewhat successful, but what does that mean? I don't know. That's partly of me not really doing yeah. homework, but I think that's also like, obviously the Trump administration is not really going to do much, but the CDC and like the companies who are doing it are not really being, I think to eliminate a little bit of that hesitancy is you have to present as much information as possible and let people decide whether that that's useful. I think the sad thing is that uh, our confidence is so low in the vaccine, even though we're the community who needs it most. Yeah. Um, so I think that there then has to be another conversation of like, if we can't get, you know, Blacks and Latinos, the most vulnerable medical communities to kind of take this, what then do we do? Because then there's like, the, that's the harder work where like, I would, I would want to take it. I'm not going to be the first one, <laughs> but, like, um, but I think that's, what's concerning to me is that like, we need it most. And for natural reasons that have to do with like, you know, the Tuskegee thing, but also even like more like recent stuff. Like there are a lot of health disparities even today for both men, especially for women that just yeah, kind of are accepted. So like the, the for me, the hesitancy is not just in stuff that's like 100 years old. It's stuff that's recent. It's like yeah. stuff that's still ongoing today where it's like, you know, Mackenzie is less likely to believe that she feels pain if she goes to the doctor. And like oh, no, nah, him, him. You know, that's still a thing. Yes, yes, this is yes, like yes. chapter 20 in Black people in America getting the short end of the stick. Listen, listen. That ain't even no short end of the stick. Just being respected as a human being, yeah. honestly. And that honestly what it boils down to and our trust within all of this in the system and the vaccine or whatever is like do we trust the people that's giving it to us that's really what it no <laughs> no and you i know? think for most people the answer would be no because most people don't um so we're gonna keep y'all posted on that that's gonna be a mess henry i'll let you get on your soapbox <laughs> yeah, since the most uh recent the, the the latest election is are the two senate races in georgia which will control uh, the majority in the Senate. The main attraction for us on this podcast, of course, is Republican Senator Kelly Loeffler versus uh, the Democratic candidate, Reverend Raphael Warnock. Uh, Loeffler was an outspoken critic of WNBA players pro uh, protesting the death of Breonna Taylor. Loeffler is the co-owner of the Atlanta Dream. 
uh, players from the dream when kind of like all of like the uh, bubble stuff was going on, they basically all wore show- shirts that said vote Warnock, which pissed her off. And then she did a bunch of like foul comments and stuff like that. So Henry, since Mackenzie and I do not live in the state of Georgia, what's kind of like the mood like there? Cause it's a tough turnaround. I think my, my biggest concern is like, how do people get registered to vote in a pandemic in an election in seven weeks? So the one said, let's just when y'all see Atlanta outside, Atlanta outside, Shadi. <laughs> like they outside. So to that point, well, to two points. Um, one, I like made a mental note because like where I'm like physically taping the podcast or we're doing a podcast or whatever, I'm in Fulton County, which is like the city limits of Atlanta. And in Fulton County, it's more aggressive commercials diminishing mm-hmm. Warnock's like character like I seen this commercial the other day you know some cop saying he's trying to defund the police and they had all these like pictures black and white of like people protesting and like looting and all that and I was like wow that's crazy but she didn't directly endorse the thing it was like some it was another group yeah and then another thing I noticed is like in the city again like directly after his commercial come on where he's talking about like education like you know all this stuff and then Obama approves and Stacey all of that little fun stuff her commercial comes on right after and it's a lot of has been a hundred percent with Georgia she's whatever uh because his main thing is she he she's been trying to fight to get the Affordable Care Act overturned during a pandemic. Um, and then when I go to like my mom's house or my sister's house, which is like further in the suburbs, um, like, yeah, definitely further in the suburbs, like not Fulton County. So it's more conservative out there to say the commercials are, it, it seems to be Warnock is pumped up, like more like, Oh, mm-hmm. he's against defunding the police and they have different like uh police officials and whomever in there like approving it. And then like Lawfoff, whatever her name is, her commercials don't seem to be that freaking bad at the same time. I haven't been over there as much, so it could be the same play. I don't know. But that was just like a mental thing. I literally was like chilling with like uh my goddaughter and I was chilling with her dad and like whatever and i'm like wait bro like this is so weird because when i was at da 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 yes different places whatever uh so it was interesting so like for me especially how georgia just turned blue or whatever it was mainly because of the atlanta metropolitan area and then some so southern georgia places which is you know blacks so with that being the case and like how i just explained how they're like pushing the promo of whatever they're like it seems like in the city where the blacks are primarily um they're pushing like this agenda to where like oh he's trying to like you know take this from you or do this and like she's been this white savior versus like in the suburbs it's like oh she cool she's positive that and like warnock is against all this liberal movement and progression whatever so that's been interesting and then like honestly everywhere again in the city you see like vote early posters and then it has like december 14th on there so Mm -hmm. like and then you have a lot of people who are out like telling people to you know 
vote or whatever. So I think it's interesting to see, I guess, not even I guess, it's interesting because when, you know, they announced the, who won, like Atlanta was on fire, like everybody was outside. Yeah. I was driving through the city that day uh, and people like just go like happy, like it's like celebratory. So that's my point to like the energy in the city right now is very, I guess, amplified to where like people, you can see people hungry for like wanting to see that change and seeing that how such an impact that this city that we like to call like black Hollywood or whatever, it actually has impact because when you looked at the statistics what did we see it was the atlanta metropolitan area and then some few spots in southern georgia that were blue and pushing us to essentially you know what i'm saying get that like you know what i'm saying get the vote or whatever and then uh majorly around georgia is still very conservative um so it's just interesting to see how much impact or power you have uh, as a city, and then you see like the energy behind it, it is very interesting. Nice facts from uh, Mackenzie from a newsroom kind of standpoint. Has like, is this like a major topic for you all, or is this kind of like something that's just happening but not really that big? I don't think it's that big, at least not yet, because at least for us, we've been really trying to like just stop talking about the 2020 presidential election because it's still like. You know, like, I think it was still last week, they were still, like, other people were still trying to count, recount, and do right. stuff like that. So we haven't really talked about that, essentially. But I, him, um, hmm? him, him suing and paying people to do yeah, all these Yeah, things. yeah, so <laughs> it was all of that. So that was still happening. So we really haven't talked about it that much. But I will say I did see um, an ad of the Reverend, and it was... He's yeah, he has so good ass. I love it. it yeah, so he has good ass. They're yeah, they're very stick. <laughs> but he, he's very much a southern guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, going into this week, now that I feel like we can really close the 2020 presidential election and like fully be done with that, I'll we we'll we'll see what they what um comes of that. But we haven't really. It hasn't been that big of a deal yet. Not as facts. Um, so kind of moving on from the 2020 uh election now we can go into the big fact i think the big thing that we talked about um largely through private conversations we had throughout the week was what should we kind of expect from the biden administration so so far president-elect biden has begun announcing his senior white house staff and cabinet picks so far uh when i did this that and then biden actually released something earlier today thanks to mckenzie uh so so far when i did this earlier today he had tapped two blacks for positions that include Linda Thomas-Greenfield for UN ambassador and Representative Cedric Richmond for senior advisor. Uh, Mackenzie, correct me if I'm wrong, but he also announced a slate of black women largely for communications roles, yeah. roles mainly on Kamala Harris's team. Yeah. Um, mainly black that's women. So that's really good. I um, thought that that was interesting too. Yeah, same. So we can get into that in a second. Uh, progressive members of Congress and organizations have been pushing Biden to work on the ambitious agenda that he said he was going to in uh, during the campaign. Um, I think this is kind of an interesting con question, like what should we expect? Because I think it gets to kind of like this kind of generational divide, this racial divide that kind of is going on among Democrats. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, what do you all feel about, like what do you expect from Biden and kind of his administration picks? Because uh, I'm kind of lukewarm, not really like excited, but I mean, I guess this is what we actually should have expected. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Um. Okay, I just looked it up. I don't know if it's just vice president 
that the women are. It just is like communications team overall. So yeah, very broad. Yeah. yeah, very broad. But I definitely did see it was vice president heavy. Like most of them, mm-hmm. I think, are on Karis's team, which I do think was kind of like. I don't know. That was just I think it's signaling like, to a certain degree. Yes, yeah, signaling and half ass, half ass. Going back to like the fifty thousand thing, fifty thousand dollars. Do something bold. Like he still yeah. hasn't, other than like selecting Kamala as VP, which was. I mean, honestly, I don't really think it was that bold. I feel like it was kind of like a logical choice. Yeah, the pick. the best smart choice in the, in the pick. situation. Um, but I mean, shout out to all the women. They're women of color. I'm not going to take that away from them. Um, yeah. And I am excited to see what they're going to do. And, you know, well, can communications, we though, we I'm like, no shade. Communications is definitely dominated by women, though. So it's still kind of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was. And that's 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 why I said it was interesting earlier to two points I want to bring up. One, <clears throat> communications is dominated by women, majority, like made like uh, largely yeah so that being the case that's that's not surprising and then for most of these people of color to my second point i mean the democratic party need to realize like you keep trying to integrate but whatever we know who your party is so the people that are in these main positions i definitely definitely need to think definitely need to be representative of your party and y- y'all get what i'm throwing out right be yeah. bold. Be bold. <laughs> do it. Do it. Yeah, come on now. Okay, Say so it. we know black women by large support the Democratic Party. That's one. And then we know that your base is always black people that get you over their little crossing breaks. We just seen it in the last election. So with that being the case, stop trying to, like Stacey Abrams has said multiple times, stop trying to appease these people who are not interested in your party you know what i'm saying get the people who are standing for you know what i'm saying what the party is moving toward what the party wants to accomplish and i think that's a problem within the democratic party within itself so like to the point of what do we expect from this administration it's hard to say what do we expect because especially with this being like a older conservative like figurehead which you know what I'm saying? People have had problems with Kamala's track record and Biden's track record because they've existed in these hard on crime time periods and these older conservative time periods to where we didn't like that stuff. To where now, you know, defunding the police is on, on the table. It's like, well, what are we doing about this? Or certain issues that us as young progressives who this, the party, like yes, us as young progressives and black women, these are issues that directly affect these people. Why black women are birthing this, this young progressive generation. You know what I'm saying? And these are the people that are gonna carry you over to like little bro. So I think you need to have people in these high positions representative of that. That's just my opinion. Wait, yeah. so what are you saying? I'm confused. I mean, I, let, I'll, I'll try to sum it up. I think what you're saying is <laughs> yeah, that is that they actually need to kind of pick people who are actually about it. Cause I think like, even the person I mentioned, Cedric Richmond, who's like a pretty well-known member of Congress, um, like kind of pretty high profile. He was really big on like the Biden campaign. He kind of after the election was basically like, we shouldn't have said defund the police because it cost us seats like in Congress and across the board, which is like, that's a weird point to make as one, as a black person, two, as someone who you claim you sit on the Judiciary Committee. So you have authority on, you know, you know, all of these like kind of legal judicial matters that's just a weird point to make and i think that's like 
it's just dumb. It's like, what are you trying to do? You're basically thanking people for voting for you, but then shitting directly yeah. on, on the people that voted they, for you. Right. right. So it's like, it sounds, I worry it about like a democratic sounds like the democratic party. But that, that's yeah. literally my, but, point. Yeah. That's and my point. What concerns me is that he, this is a black person. So I think like it gets to like the old adage that we always agree with that. Like, it's not just about the representation. It's about like, what are they actually going to do? And like, I think even some of the people who I think Biden will pick of color and of women, I think even that still needs to be like, okay, yeah, you're checking the box and having a diverse looking on the surface, but like, what are they for? Yeah, like you know, that's what I'm saying. I just looked up Cedric. He's uh, his district is most of New Orleans, boy. Yeah, so like, I don't. That's just a bad. This is a bad point. That's that's literally what I was saying, Mackenzie. Like, how can we? What are we? What can we expect when the face of the Democratic Party right now existed within a conservative time period, and most of the people he may pick will still exist within mm-hmm. that time period? When we see people like the Squad, who is like a small percentage but very like loud oh, and yeah. and like trying to make actual progressive moves, like we need people like that. Yeah. And the one thing that I actually like. I'm kind of looking forward to is like, um, like Mackenzie sent us a really good video of this representative, Corey Bush, who was basically like clapping back on people for like thinking she was Breonna Taylor for some dumbass reason. Um, but like, I think what gives me hope is that like people like her and AOC and Ayanna Presley, I think they're just saying like, I'm going to say what I have to say. And if you don't like it, then that's just on you, but yeah. I'm going to speak my mind. Mm-hmm. And if y'all aren't doing what y'all said y'all are going to do, whether black or white, y'all gonna hear from me yeah that at least gives me curt like hope that at least like the democratic party is not just going to be like oh well we're just for this because biden we're like aoc and all and like cory bush are going to be like no this isn't good enough and yeah. like you're and you know i think they've been making the point of like you keep asking these people to vote for you when you're not doing anything for them and eventually and, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass and yeah. i think that what makes me happy is that they're I don't I just don't think they care about like the political game of it. If they don't think it's right, they're gonna be vocal about it. And yeah, I agree. They've already started attacking what Richmond like for saying that. So the decisions. What do you say, Henry? More people like that need to be making the decisions. Like Yeah. Yeah. Like or just bullying everybody to make right. the decisions. Right. Yeah. So I they think can make bullying decisions. works. Yeah, <laughs> so bullying <laughs> works. I, that's I mean, I think my theory at this point is that I would rather them I would rather AOC and Cory Bush and all these other people just blow it up and be like, if we're going to have the fight, let's have the fight. But like, you're not going to keep telling me you're for something when, when it comes down to it, you always say it's like, it's too socialist yeah. or it's too progressive. Like at some point you got to call a spade a spade and whether yeah. that's members of your own party, you, yeah. you got to do it. This is, you have to this do is it. kind of random, but I don't know if y'all remember Kamala tweeted. This is when they were like still debating and she's, she tweeted like, no, we're not against fracking. And we, I was just like, yeah. wait. Yeah. And even, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even AOC was like, well, like, no, what like that's not, the, yeah, yeah, like what are you talking about? So I actually think that that's like good because I think even juxtaposed to like the Republicans where they let Trump do anything and no one was ever pushing back. I think Democrats have more of an appetite to be like, no, like what, whatever Kamala or Joe was talking about, like, fuck out of here. Like, I actually think that people are going to do that. And I think that like progressive organizations, especially and like, if Democrats do something about, if they don't do anything about voting, they got to deal with Stacey Abrams and they have to deal with like other people. So like, 
I'm glad you said her name because I was literally about to say Stacey. I, I'm interested to see, and then we can kind of like finish up. Um, I'm interested to see if the DNC, because I respect her being a real civic leader, not going to the Senate because she could have easily took one of those. She's running for governor again. I mean, just that's that's what I'm about to say. I I respect that she said, no, I'm literally focusing on voter suppression in Georgia and trying to, you know, fix it. But what I was going to say is I'll be interested to see if like the DNC offers her an official position to serve in, right. I mean, the funny thing is, head. she would I probably be head. like, that's beneath me. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> she would right. be like, y'all, yeah. you, right. you need me more than I need you. Yeah. Right, right, right. Because you know, her influence, I, yeah. her influence, it, it is so crazy, like, that you lost, and your influence is still, I feel like, even greater now that you after you lost. So. Yeah, no. and I think that's probably why she you didn't. You can't stop a black there. woman when she on a mission. Yeah, yeah, you can't stop a black woman who join, join verses with Jeezy. <laughs> She said, "I got shooters on go." Yeah, what yeah, you yeah. I keep, I keep it on me. Um, <laughs> so that's actually what I'm like, just really looking forward to. Um, I hope that you know, if especially because I think we all know, just because you are a Democrat doesn't mean that you don't do racist shit. So I think that 2020, 2021 needs to be the year that we call this out. Listen, call these mops out. We've only got three minutes left, and I just want to get Mackenzie's take on one thing before we kind of wrap it up. Um, so Scotland. I don't know if you knew this, oh, but like yeah. Scotland announced that they would make sanitary pads and tampons free. The government now has the power to basically say like public serving stuff that gets public dollars and schools, you have to provide it for free. Um, I think that's amazing. I think that's amazing. It and needs like, to happen in yeah. America immediately. Um, especially like not even for people who can't afford them like me or whatever, but I, I just yeah. always think about people who are in jail or like just in, you know, in situations where they cannot afford these things. So I'm just so happy that that's happening. I really hope that that um, will happen in America. So I'm really happy about that. That's a good move. And like, this is like off the wall, but like, I think like stuff, like we see how these other countries are like so progressive and like helping their people. But is it, like America don't. Yeah, we got one stimulus to check, and I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah. Look, we look that twelve hundred dollars. Apparently, we should have all bought properties off <laughs> for the rest of the year. But you know, we should have all put our money together and bought a four bedroom, uh, duplex unit. But you know, I guess we're living our life wrong. Uh, so that is all that we have for episode sixty two. Be sure once again to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at wrgo pod. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube where you can watch all of our videos and some special short content that we put out. Be sure to like, subscribe, listen, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We have two minutes left. Henry, I'm going to time you and give you one minute. Do you want to talk about uh, your party? (laughs) I love you. Nah, so you know what I'm saying? I do marketing. Y'all know if you don't know, I do. The Umbrella Network is the name of my company. We're officially like boom, bam here on December 31st of 2020. You know what I'm saying? We're getting over the past and moving forward. 2021 forward. Um, Buy a ticket. You can go to Last King, Henry, T.S. Purdue. Uh, Caught that ticket. Even go to Inventbrite and search The Black Masquerade. We on there. We plug. If you're a black business entertainer, anything progressive for the black community, we we want you an event. It will be COVID restricted, limited people invited, and limited 
uh, you know what I'm saying, tickets sold um, and all, you know, temperature checks, hand sanitizer, mask enforcement, all of that. Uh, so if you can pull up, if you can't, you know what I'm saying, send some merch and we'll promote you. And send some donations. Definitely the donations. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the donations. You know what I'm saying? Well, that is it. So thank you, everybody.